Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm Sherry. And I'm David. And we are here today to talk about disclosure. This is the disclosure process for a sexual addiction um, and betrayal trauma situation. And we're going to talk about why we even do this and what the benefits are. Yeah, why it's important. And disclosure is a really, I think, important part of this process. Yes, extremely. You reach a point where I think you naturally feel like something has to happen or something has to give. And this disclosure can be how that happens. Mm -hmm. And it does a lot of really good things that we hope to cover. But if you've been thinking about disclosure, hopefully this episode is going to be helpful for you. Yeah. Yeah. We want to talk about what the purpose is. We want to talk about why it's a beneficial process for, for couples and what, what it is. So initially, again, what that is, what a disclosure is, is an opportunity for the addicted partner to go through their experiences and lay them all out, put them all out on the table. This is the sexual history that, that they have had. So sometimes we call it a sexual history that is then disclosed to their partner. So the, the goal for sure is information. Often what we find, because this is hard information to share, Right. And so if, if I'm a sexual addict and I've always had a lot of shame and felt bad around these things, I don't want to share them because I have a sense of it just shows that I'm a failure and that I'm yeah. inadequate. And that hurts a lot. I don't want to be inadequate, but I feel terrible about this. And so often what I do is I hide it. I minimize it. I mm-hmm. keep secrets. And even share though this little, is heavy. a little teeny piece of it, but not the whole thing. Yeah, not the whole thing. And maybe if my spouse asks me just the right question at just the right time and Mm -hmm. I'm in just the right mood, maybe I'll share. But this is a very hard thing to do it that way. And so disclosure is intended to be kind of a a once and for all everything. Yeah, put it all out there. This can benefit the spouse tremendously to have it all. But honestly, the main purpose of disclosure is not for the spouse, but for the person in addiction to take a different path from hiding and minimizing and see that this is a better way to approach this. And hopefully with a complete commitment to honesty and integrity after. Mm -hmm. And so even if I haven't always shared everything and when here's an opportunity when I share everything in my history to kind of have a new start a fresh chapter and I'm going to commit to complete honesty going forward and owning all of that is going to help me in a lot of ways. Yes. Yes. If you can think about that concept of living fully in reality where you're not minimizing to anyone else and you're not minimizing to yourself, Mm -hmm. what has happened in your life, you can move forward in such a completely different way 
than you could before. Definitely. And it feels really good. Every time this happens, the person who has shared this history feels so much better after. And even though their greatest fear is that no one will want to be with them or love them, knowing Mm -hmm. what they've been through, they find that people love them for them and not because they were perfect or not because they did everything just right. You know, my spouse didn't marry me thinking that she was getting somebody who was perfect. Hopefully not. She's still with me, so definitely not. Yeah, (laughs) she has since realized. (laughs) She has realized. So you need to be able to share and receive the acceptance that comes from, okay, I'm not happy with this information. This is hard. This is painful. But I'm willing to fight and work and figure it out. And it can be very reassuring. Yes, yes. And it, it really puts that to the test, that inaccurate belief that holds us back from sharing, right? That belief that if someone really knew me, if they really understood, they wouldn't like me, they wouldn't accept me, they wouldn't love me. And this experience proves that wrong. You you are more than, than your stuff. But I, I tell guys all the time, or gals, depending on who's coming in as the addict, but your spouse can handle the acting out. Mm-hmm. They don't like it. And I would even have a caveat to yes. that where it depends on what the level of acting out is. But let's say pornography, masturbation, which is pretty common for couples that come in and we're doing this process. Your your spouse can handle the acting out. They don't like it, but they can handle it. What they can't handle is the dishonesty. Mm-hmm. And yes. if you can commit to complete honesty, there is hope in this relationship. Yes. But if you can't, trust John Gottman would tell you is the number one thing relationships need. And without that trust, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't. And, and in reality, you're not trusting yourself either. Right. You're not, if you're not living in full reality of what's going on and being willing to see yourself as you are, then you're not really trusting yourself either. And you can't move forward. So again, it's this, it's a beautiful process for the addict to go through. It is. To come clean, have that honesty, that clean slate, that new beginnings, living in reality, living in your own skin of what has happened, being able to move forward from, from that space and having the support, you know, of people who, who know, who actually know and get it and can see the patterns and understand that you are more than just that. And it's very scary, Yes. but it, it can be very rewarding. And so we want to end this process of death by a thousand stabbings where mm-hmm. sometimes I'll share, sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll share if I'm caught, certainly, then it's harder not to share. Mm-hmm. But I'll give a minimum of information based on what I know they know. And I'm not going to give them anything I don't think they know. And then the spouse, you know, integrity, honesty, it's an energy as well. And so Mm -hmm. the spouse feels off, but they don't know why exactly, so they can't tell you. Mm -hmm. And since the addict has shame, they don't want to give more than they have to. Mm -hmm. And so they start a process often of gaslighting, which simply means you're making the person who's wondering if something's going on feel like it's on them or they're crazy or they don't know. Yeah. When in reality, you're withholding information. And that's a really hard place to be. 
And one really good reason to commit to complete honesty so that if there has been gaslighting in the relationship, that can come to an end. Yeah. So with a disclosure, all the information comes out. And there's a couple of different ways to do this. I prefer, and that's the key word, information. I prefer that it is a sexual history from your entire life. And not because we're, we're trying to use this as a club to beat you over the head. But it provides tremendous understanding and perspective for how you got here. Yes, that is such an important key piece. Because like we were talking about, this isn't just for you as the addict. This isn't just for the spouse. But having that full picture really helps the empathy, really helps the understanding from the spouse to be able to say, oh, this is a whole life thing. It isn't just about something that happened because you're with me or even something about you that shifted. But this is this is a pattern that developed because... You were too young. Your prefrontal cortex wasn't developed and you had Mm -hmm. things that happened to you and just all of those pieces fit into place in this way that then is this cohesive understanding of the whole process and not just a little snapshot. Right. And I think that is so important. And I have so many guys who they'll do this process or gals and they will have compassion for themselves when they begin to see it as yeah. this cohesive, coherent story of, you know, when I sexually awakened at, at six because I was touched or, or at 11 when my friend showed me porn, mm-hmm. it's not like I was asking for that. You yeah. know, we don't really have control over our sexual awakening experiences and yeah. you weren't a bad kid and yes. this wasn't you trying to hurt anybody. And when you see this story laid out that way, it can develop a lot of kindness and Mm -hmm. love for yourself, which you can imagine is crucial to a healing recovery process. And as much as when they first hear it, well, does it really matter like high school girlfriends? It only matters in the sense of how it helps all of us to understand your sexuality better. Yeah. And there can be so much that you gain from understanding. Okay, yeah. And then I see I shifted my acting out maybe from porn to other people as I was dating. That's where the lust kind of shifted at that point. And then this is what I did here. And you start to see it as as not just like maybe just a, a porn addiction or a masturbation addiction, but as, as a lust space. And where did that end up? Where did you end up getting those hits at different points in your life? And it, it just makes it all make sense together. Right. So it's empowering. It's mm-hmm. one of these hard empowerings, but it's empowering. Yes. And when your spouse knows all of this, that can be really beneficial Yeah. because not that the point of disclosure is for your spouse to feel sorry for you or have empathy for you because we, we want the information to come out, Mm -hmm. but it's often what does happen is when they see this in context of everything in your life, it does help with understanding. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of really good reasons, doing a disclosure and bringing all the information out is very helpful. And we know that you don't want to continue a process of needing to hide, of needing to minimize, of needing to rationalize. And we certainly don't want your spouse to feel like they're just being crazy or unrealistic Mm -hmm. because you are gaslighting when they have concerns or when they bring things up that they think are off or odd. 
And you say, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And then the spouse says, well, it must be me. What, why am I feeling this way? Why am I doing this? Why am mm-hmm. I thinking this? He's fine. So what is it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We want to be able to have both, both people. This is important. Anytime you're in a relationship, just like David was saying with John Gottman, that trust is that key number one piece that has to happen. And if you are not uh, being honest, it's appropriate for your your spouse to have the information that they need in order to make the decisions that are going to be good for them. Yep. So here is the process of sharing all of this information. And again, the point is understanding, Mm -hmm. understanding yourself, your spouse, being able to understand better. And there's something about ownership as well, where even if your spouse knows all the information, you sharing all of it all at once is extremely empowering for them to hear it and you need to own it so unless unless your process has been you've always been honest from day one and some couples that is the case where Mm -hmm. even in dating he would approach her or vice versa and say you know I've, i've struggled with this and here's where i'm currently at in fact you know the last time there was you know pornography or masturbation or acting out was you know, three weeks ago or whatever. Very rarely is that the case where it's been yeah. that open and upfront since the beginning. Often it's minimized and, well, you know, I had a problem, but I'm good. And so the spouse mm-hmm. says, okay, well, that's good enough. And then we get married and I don't bring it back up because I don't want to disappoint you. And so years go by and this thing has been around for a long time. And then the spouse finds out and they feel so hurt mm-hmm. that I didn't realize it was a big deal. You told me it wasn't a big deal. Yes. And I didn't know. Yeah. And so that ownership is going to help you moving forward to commit to complete honesty. Yeah. If you didn't have to take the ownership, I don't think it would happen. So it's true. It's true. And, you know, you can think of maybe other situations where, boy, it just feels good to just maybe minimize like, well, it wasn't, you know, well, officer, I wasn't going that far above the speed limit or, <laughs> you know, whatever it is that we do to help ourselves to not disappoint people or to feel better about ourselves. But all of those in essence are ways of, of manipulating the circumstances to try to get something yourself. And then of course that all goes back to this worth, this love piece. And so in order to really be able to step into that, you know, space better, we need to be fully accountable to ourselves and to others. We have to be, I love the definition of integrity, if you look it up, it references a ship that has no leaks. And I love this idea of if I have integrity, nothing is able to come in to get me anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to have super strong armor necessarily. I just don't have any kinks in that armor. And so I, I have integrity. And if you can't commit to complete honesty and integrity, this process just will not work. It will not work. And the nice thing is your addiction doesn't prevent you from being honest. It gets in the way of a lot of things. But if you commit to complete honesty, you can do it. Yeah. And so this disclosure process usually looks like a sexual history that you would Mm -hmm. complete. And it would cover everything in your life. And once it's complete, we would review it together just to make sure that you weren't trying to minimize any parts of it and that you followed the instructions. And yeah. all of this is then intended to give your partner through a disclosure process where everybody sits down and we make a plan for if it gets hard or mm-hmm. if it gets too heavy, if, mm-hmm. if we need to take breaks, all of that's completely appropriate. 
but this will be a good, hard thing, and you share all of it. And then we like to give everyone time after to process. And now she or he has the information to make decisions, which often they feel like they didn't get that chance before. If I had known everything, Mm -hmm. I think things would have gone in a different direction. I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't have, but I would have liked to have had the opportunity. I just never was given all the information. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that I think doing a disclosure process is really important to do with a therapist to not just kind of pull out your own, you know, ideas and whatnot. And like, I'm going to, you know, do all of this because you want to make sure that you have support for both individuals. You want to make sure there's some support for the process of, again, of double checking, looking through, having somebody that's going to be able to walk with you through that and say, okay, well, tell me a little more about that. Okay. Well, maybe there's a little bit of minimization here, or maybe we need to add a little bit more here or, you know, just that process of, of working with your therapist on the disclosure to make sure everything's there. And then to be able to work with a spouse to make sure they have support and understand what this process is and how to, to get through it and all of that. I think those are really key, important pieces. And to have someone there as you're doing that disclosure process mm-hmm. to walk through with, with both partners, to be able to make sure everyone is okay if you need to take breaks, to just kind of monitor that whole situation and help help you get through that. And and that process will look a little different based on, you know, who's working with you and what their approach is. And so that's really good advice is to have help and support in a process like this. And even if you know most of the information and even if you know all of the information, again, it, it's so helpful to have it all in a way that it's owned and you can ask questions and it's in an environment of I'm no longer going to be defensive. I'm not going to try to hide and do any of that, but I'm going to give it to you. And I recognize that with this information, you may need not only time and space, but maybe a lot of time and space based on what's happened. Mm -hmm. But I honor your choice to do that if you feel that's best. And so I will commit to giving all of this to you and I will let you decide how to proceed from here in terms of the relationship. And that can be super empowering. So you imagine a spouse who never felt like they really had a lot of information about what was going on or why moods are what they are or anything like that. And now you're saying, here's everything. We're going to go at a pace that you need in order to heal and recover and they're seeing a different side of you that is more attractive than before. And that's yeah. what we're trying to do. So with that information, hopefully comes understanding for both. Mm-hmm. And, and with understanding, hopefully comes empathy. And we've talked about empathy. But if I understand how you feel, I'm able to have empathy for you and take your perspective. And ultimately, that all should lead, I hope, to change change wherever it needs to happen so that this relationship is better than it's ever been before. And there is safety and there is trust. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to that trust piece, it takes a lot of trust for the addict to share, right? It takes a lot of trust to put it out there and say, here's, here's me and all that the worst parts raw, of me. yes, raw the space. Parts, the parts I was going to take to my grave, and I mm-hmm. hear this all the time, nobody was ever going to know. Yep. 
yep, I was going to wait till they died and then I'll take care of things or I just wasn't ever going to say anything. And it's, it's a different, it's definitely such an, a powerful thing to say, you know, hey, I'm going to trust you with this information, right? When you hide it before because you don't want to disappoint, you don't want them to feel bad or you don't want them to react in a certain way, that's a way that you're manipulating the situation to try to keep them in a relationship. And it does, it has a very different energy than saying, here it is and you get to choose. And I would love to continue to be in a relationship with you. I'd love to have this or that, but I realize that you get to choose and Mm -hmm. I'm okay with you choosing what you need. And that I think invites people so much more to stay. Right. right. I think that tends to be what I've seen is the more that you are that way with the people around you and in your life, the more that they are, they want to stay. They want to be with you and work with things, work things out because they're not being coerced in some way with a lack of information or changing how things are, trying to like manage the situation so that you will, will stay. It's just an is like, I would, I'd love for you to be a part of this relationship with me and you can choose however you want to do that. I love that. And we, we want to be, especially after a process of there's been challenges in the relationship for years and years, perhaps. And I haven't been given a lot of choices or options Mm -hmm. to be given that is important. So I really like that. So with disclosure, that's the basic idea. There's, there's some different ways to do that. For me, with couples, I like to incorporate a lie detector test. And yes, this isn't to beat anybody up. What I've found, and we're going to talk more about this in the next episode, mm-hmm. why exactly use lie detector, but I found that it's only going to magnify all the good things that come from a disclosure process already. And so this idea of sharing, sometimes you need a little bit of help, a little bit more motivation to be completely honest, because this is not anything anybody really wants to do. Mm -hmm. They do, but they don't. I'll hear that a lot where I do want her to know and I want to help her to heal. And I don't want to be like I have been before, but it's so scary because I'm going to be rejected. I just know it. And I would not be surprised if nobody wants to be in my life or around me. She's going to leave me for sure. Mm-hmm. This is all relevant and it, it is scary. I can tell you that having done this as long as I have, I almost never see relationships end when they learned information that they didn't know before. What mm-hmm. I see ends relationships is when there's an an unwillingness to be different and to stay or remain honest mm-hmm. and really take their spouse's feelings into consideration. But just yeah. the information itself, very, very rarely is some guarantee of the relationship is over. Yeah. Yep. That's absolutely what I've seen as well. So for guys that are like, well, I just know this would not work. Maybe reconsider that. Remember, it's not so much the acting out that ruins it. It's been the dishonesty around the acting out that's ruined it. Mm -hmm. Because if you are being honest, your behavior would have changed already. I really believe that. 
Mm-hmm. I think one of the greatest benefits of honesty is behavior that needs to change does if you're being completely honest. And if you're not, it's it's always interesting how many people come in and say, well, I didn't tell her that I acted out. And I say, well, why didn't you tell her? And they say, well, I didn't want to hurt her. Uh, and that yep. makes sense in an addict kind of a way. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, do you think... It's the telling her that hurts her, or do you think it's the doing it that hurts her? Yes. And it's like this new concept. It's yes. Like, well, I get, well, aren't, huh, interesting. Yeah. I guess it's the doing that hurts her. And I'm like, if you have the option to do and just not tell, why would you stop doing? So with complete honesty comes, well, if she's going to know no matter what, suddenly this is not so worth it to me anymore. The payoff is not the same. And not, I'm not doing this because I don't care. I do care and I don't want to be doing this, but it makes it a lot easier to continue to do if I just simply have the option to not tell. And then she's okay because I didn't tell her. But then you have shame, you have regret, you are in this constant battle of, well, I just don't care because I've tried so long and I can't beat it, Mm -hmm. but I'm irritable. I'm angry. Your energy changes. Energy totally changes. Your wife is like, what is going on? And you're saying, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So this isn't helpful. You don't want to do that. So give her the right to know so that she can make decisions and end the game playing that happens when you have the option to not tell. Yes, yes. You commit to complete honesty no matter what, and it will get easier to get sober and recovery. It's just no longer an option to hide. Yes. Everyone has a right to the information about the relationship and about what's going on so that they can make the decisions they need to make. Yes. So whether or not your therapist or who you're working with, if that's the route you go, which like Sherry said, can be a lot more helpful. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I would also consider the lie detector as part of this process and that will help both of you and You know, honestly, sometimes we just need help in ways that it's like getting a personal trainer. I don't really want a personal trainer, but if I'm serious about getting fit and getting healthy, it will help, but I don't want to because I know they're going to hold me accountable. I'm going to have to go in and see them and I'm paying for it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to pay for it, I probably should be using it. So that's how we want you to consider this, but more to come on the lie detector and why, and this is from a place of not using lie detectors for a long time and then using lie detectors and being able to see the difference. And so, you know, if if you're wondering that, you know, maybe I'm trying to encourage you to do something for some other reason, maybe it's because I do lie detectors. I referred people out to do a lie detector and it was a part of my disclosure process for years before I started doing them myself. Yeah. And so it is not about that, but seeing the difference has been tremendous. And we'll talk about that here in the next session, but we wanted to kind of paint the picture of what disclosure is, why do it and Mm -hmm. why it's so important for both. Yeah. And that lie detector too, you know, we talk about it being a benefit on the one side with helping to be fully honest, but it's also a benefit on the other side for that spouse who hasn't had honesty. And so if you just sit down with your disclosure, it's helpful for them to be able to say, okay, I can trust that this is what this is. Sometimes 
Sometimes you need third-party verification. It would make a big difference, and I've found that it does. Mm. And if we talk about, you know, in six, eight months, doing another one as a maintenance exam, it can also help you to continue to be honest. Yeah. And so we'll cover how all that works in the next episode. Yeah, so tune in for that one. We'll see you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.